0: Takeaway, an artisan podcast from McKenna's Guides, using Skype, iPhone, Audition, Twisted Wave, Sony headphones, and of course our landline, talking to chefs and producers to bring you food stories from Ireland.
1: In this issue, we look at Valentine's Day, an evening that's regarded in the restaurant business as one of the strangest nights of the year.
2: Well, first of all, who goes out for Valentine's Day? Unless you have to.
1: That's Caitlin Ruth of DC's Restaurant in West Cork. So we talked some restaurant strategy for Valentine's with Miss Ruth and with Paul Flynn of the Tannery in Dungarvan. Paul spoke to us via Skype, so apologies for the sound quality.
3: Valentine's is a funny one, you know. It, it's actually, people think that you're absolutely grand uh, for Valentine's. And indeed you maybe if it's a quite juicy, you're glad of the you're glad of the business because people otherwise wouldn't be coming out. But... The thing about it, it's, it's a very subdued atmosphere, and I always laugh, well, not laugh, you know, quite be, uh, I'm tickled by, you know, you get very nervous boys bringing uh, expectant girls out, and you know for sure they'd rather be anywhere, they'd rather be in a pizzeria or rather be in a pub as opposed to sort of bringing, you know, going out on a hot date in the Valentine's So it's always a very subdued and nervous atmosphere.
2: Pressure gets to people. And... Maybe the wife or girlfriend feels that the husband or boyfriend isn't being attentive or loving enough. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> you know? But like that's the kind of impression we get, that people aren't necessarily enjoying themselves. So we try to do everything we can to make sure they do with, like I said, canapes, prosecco, um, Chocolates as they're leaving, and we also make a little bag of homemade heart-shaped goodies to take home with them, like a like a little um, cardamom cookie heart with a rose glaze on top of it. So it's all like pink and loving, and hopefully they'll take away from the night that they at least got some bag of free stuff, <laughs> even if they didn't have
1: a good time. So it's, it's it's
3: it's a mixed thing, and but definitely the thing that really stands out for me is. Is the, the, the sort of subdued atmosphere—you don't get that buzz and that rocking atmosphere that you get on a Saturday night with groups of friends coming in. So it's uh, it's it's there. I'm I'm really glad it's there And we don't terribly do anything, you know, slushy and romantic, you know, like I don't know, strawberries dipped in chocolate on, on on over sort of love heart shaped pastries. Nothing like that for us. But it's a pretty normal night.
2: I mean, we all know that going out to dinner should be all about the experience and the chats and the you know enjoying yourself, but. I suppose when you're made, go somewhere that you don't want to go. It's not about that, it's about in and out. And that's Valentine's Day.
1: So what is Valentine's like for someone who runs one of the busiest restaurants in Ireland? Sally spoke to Donald Doherty of Harry's Restaurant in Bridge End in County Donegal.
0: So hi Donald!
4: Hi Sally, how are you?
0: I'm good! I've caught you in the restaurant, I believe.
4: You have yes, and uh, well, not too busy on a Wednesday night here in January.
0: Oh, that's great, uh, Donald. I just want to ask you about Valentine's night uh, in a restaurant. Um, I'm just wondering, like, what's the rest, what's the atmosphere like in a restaurant in Valentine's night?
4: Um, I'm happy to say it's changed quite a bit positively over the last sort of four or five years. Because before that, to be honest with you, Valentine's night was, um, it was a night where you had a lot of first timers come into the restaurant. And that can be difficult because you can see younger people, you know, the 18s, 19s. And it's great to get them in a restaurant for the first time, but they're very nervous. They're not, they didn't appear to be comfortable, if that makes sense. Um, comfortable with how they should act, or 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 just not relaxed, to be honest with you. And it was a night where you'd find a lot of people that weren't your regulars or people that you didn't know. So you know there was a bit more explaining to do, and they might not went for some of the fishes like Gurnards and stuff that we would serve. So you know, and then any other night you'd be dealing with nearly fifty percent or seventy percent regulars who kind of know you and know your food. So it was always that bit more challenging. Whereas now we're finding actually the audience has matured a wee bit in terms of age. Um, we would now see some of our regulars coming in on Valentine's night when you know a lot of people just wouldn't have gone out on Valentine's night but um, so so that's changed for the good as well, uh, and I suppose um, yeah no we enjoy it more because to be honest like maybe you shouldn't even say this like but w- you know years ago it was a night you didn't actually enjoy working you loved working New Year's Eve you loved working the bank holiday weekends because it was a buzz um, but Valentine's night was kind of one of them nights you thought oh god Valentine's night um, and it's funny us in the trade then you know even people who have left here that we're still friends with and who don't work you know the weekends or nights anymore they still don't quite Valentine's night because they've kind of got those hard memories of years ago.
0: And does it make a difference what day of the week it falls on?
4: Now the big thing for a restaurant to like us like Valentine's Night this year is a Saturday night and, and you know it's no secret we would think that's a bad thing because when you get your Valentine's Night on Wednesday, Thursday or even Tuesdays you're getting a, a bonus night out of it and you'll find people on Valentine's Night don't just go out on the 14th some people don't want to be totally commercial and they think well if I go out on the 15th or the 13th then maybe this is somehow better so you know you get spin off either side of Valentine's Night but because it's a Saturday night and you would be busy anyway it's kind of a bad thing this year, but you're, you're going to get that every six or seven years.
1: But isn't a busy restaurant, even one filled with nervous couples, a good thing? We spoke to Paul and Donal about the economics of Valentine's Day, and we also talked to J.P. McMahon, who runs three restaurants in Galway City.
3: Every restaurant has a mix of tables of two and four and six or whatever it may be. But really, you know, you cannot fill your restaurant to capacity because. Your table of the four taken
4: up by two people. Well, the challenge there is obviously well, Valentine's night is a, is, a, is a couple's night, you know, and it's almost funny to get a booking for a four, a six or an eight and we'd have a bit of crack when people are booking, you know, um, that it is quite unusual to see that and that's one of the things in the restaurant where we have tables for six people, we have tables for eight people, longer tables, so it can be a challenge obviously to get twos onto those because there's obviously a lot of space not being used so we're lucky enough in that the mom's cafe down the road has pretty good tables as well so we swap out for the one night of the year we'd swap out our sixes and eights and sneak in more tables of two uh, and redo a table plan obviously you know for the night because we have all these new table numbers so secretly there can be a bit of double checking when you're leaving the pass with the food to find out the right table because it's a new plan for us for the night but it's a way of us Coping with all the twos, the demand for twos, twos, twos. So, um, if we didn't do that, to be honest with you, it would be a, a um, it would be a much per Saturday night than normal. You know, this year the Saturday night is a wee bit more pressure, but because we have uh, we can swap the tables, is our wee secret and it works brilliant.
5: Mostly two tops, predominantly two tops. It does cause a little bit of a problem some sort of restaurant when you have tables of four, say in cava. near is well suited to do all twos, so you probably will do. 30 uh 32s um but um i mean sometimes it's um it uh it causes a few problems but other than that um no i, I think generally it's it's a, it's a it's a nice um it's a nice time i think we were, i think once we, we had someone propose to someone in an ear um and uh on on valentine's day so you always get a few kind of little quirky moments you know
2: or oh god i better talk about love <laughs> I haven't talked about love since last year. <laughs> this day last year. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, maybe that's it. There, it's, a, it's a... Well, it's a... commercial
1: holiday. Are things different north of the border? We spoke to Stephen Thoman, the much-lauded chef of Ox Restaurant in Belfast, to find out how they do things. Apologies, again, for the poor quality sound recording on Skype.
6: No, you can definitely feel it's different, you know, but it's kind of a good thing for us. Because, you know, unusual nature kind of break things up a bit, you know, um, again, and obviously it's mostly couples, but um, now you can kind of feel it to be that there's something different in the air, like you really can't feel it.
1: Do you think people are nervous? I mean, there's a lot of people on maybe first dates or something like that, or is, is there just a... It's kind of it's, it's kinda
6: good to watch, you know, it's quite fun to watch who's on a first date and who's, who's fighting tonight and who's getting a
2: taxi home and who's walking, you know? <laughs> you have to, you have to, um, like, you have to be loving on Valentine's Day. What if you, what if you're not feeling loving? What if you had a fight? It's the day, you know? I just, uh, I'm not a huge fan.
4: We've been doing this a long time, so I I, I am going to say we have tried everything over the years. I mean, we've tried the sort of uh, Tacky Valentine's names of dishes and been a bit, um, you know, soppy in terms of sharing dishes and and things like that. And we we normally do put on a sharing dessert still. But the things you can do, I mean, what you're trying to do is make the menu appealing, first of all, and make an incentive for them in terms of maybe a wee glass of sparkling uh, wine when they arrive. Um, we've tried that for giving the ladies only and then we felt well maybe that's actually not fair on the man either but um, we've done that and I think what you have to do is be confident in Valentine's Night and not, you know we did try different things that were not maybe stuff that we serve for the rest of the year but we're strong on fish now we're strong on vegetables now we're strong on meat now when they come here people are kind of expecting to see those choices so we'd give them a menu of four starters four main courses three desserts but you know you are conscious that you have a first time audience that night so you will put on maybe a starter of well you might have chicken liver parfait on there as well but you might have maybe a goat's cheese or something a wee bit more familiar for people uh, in the starter department and then the fish again we wouldn't go maybe necessarily with megram or gurnard that night we might sort of come back and do hake or something instead as the fish course just to give people a chance you know that they are coming for the first time that they'll recognize the dishes a little bit more than some other night so you are making it familiar with them, but you know, we just believe in going best foot forward on that and, and making the menu our food still, you know.
6: The pressure's on the fella not they look cheap, so you get the of sparkling. And you know, if there's ever anywhere I've ever worked, you know, especially in the States, it was like a special one for like a two, you know, like a shattered Blaze over two people or something, or you'll see the lobbies go for it just to kind of say they've done it, you know. But now you can see people go, they go for it, like it's a, definitely a different night, different vibe.
4: Ach, no, it's brilliant. I mean, any time of the year, it's good to see young and people who you think is coming into the restaurant for the first time, and Valentine's Night is a good night for that. Um, and, you know, it, it's fun for us in a way, you know, the, the innocence of them, and uh, it is fun in a way. And um, But, yeah, you always hope to get people back. But one of the things on Valentine's Night is, for whatever reason, you would find people coming to you and maybe not seeing them again. That can be a, a challenge. Now, you, you do have to travel to Harry's. We're not in a city centre or a town center where you might walk to us. so it does take a wee bit more effort to get to us um, but no it, it is fun and you're always conscious that you know you, you any restaurant wants to appeal to a younger audience as well you know because we would be traditionally strong with 30 somethings and 40s and 50 somethings um, so it's really nice to see younger people it's just sometimes with our food and um, the younger styles might like spicier foods and things like that, whereas we're kind of more of an Irish sort of cuisine. So um, making that appeal to young people can be challenging too. Um,
5: I think young people are much more adventurous um, now, I suppose, than young people were possibly uh, a generation ago. I do know if I take my parents, for example, I mean, they will, I suppose, they're much more conservative eaters, so... I do think they will um, uh, stick to the, the 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 safer side of things, but I think you know, for me, young people, particularly, I mean, for cave example, you'll have you have to with chicken hearts or with beef cheeks uh, or pork neck. I mean, they they love to experiment with food, and I think that it's uh, it's one of the joys of I suppose being a chef in a restaurant. is is having the um, the uh, the option to do that, even the pig's head fritter. You guess, um, you guess, uh, couples ordering that because it's a unique dish, and it's not something you uh, you see um, every day. But yeah, I do think there is a certain kind of. Uh, I think young people are quite creative and experimental with regards to food. Valentine's night, almost like two nights because it's the following
6: Monday or something where all the industry people can get it off, and that's their Valentine's night. You know,
1: so you kind of get like a double day of it. And what sort of stories do you hear on the following Monday?
6: No, you know it's just like people like ourselves in the industry. We can't get Valentine's Day off. You'll see they try and get the next available Monday or something, and then come in the partying and into a room full of twos again. And this morning was probably all chefs and waiters trying to make peace, apologise for working the big nights, You know.
0: So how do you make Valentine's work in a restaurant? Jane and Miles Lambeth of Shells Cafe and Bakery in Strandhill in Sligo pull out all the stops in their love-inspired local dishes supper club.
7: We were always undecided whether or not to promote Valentine's and do a dinner because um, we always find it a little bit cringy. But there is a big demand for it, and we kind of feel love and food and celebrations go hand in hand. So we host um, a sort of small supper club with one setting, um, or sorry, rather one seating. Um, and basically all the, all the guests come in, you book in advance, and Miles introduces the menu um, to, to everyone before we go live with it. And pretty much we, we just have a lot of fun. We, all of the ingredients are usually aphrodisiacs, and um, we usually do like a nice kind of, um, you know, rose cocktail to get the night going. So in a way we just acknowledge the fact that yeah this is a bit cringy but it is about love and it's about having fun and um, so everything we do is centred all around love, fun, aphrodisiac um, and just makes for a a really fun evening. Usually one of the things we start with is Miles does like a homemade um, long, long piece of spaghetti and a bit like that, um, that movie. So there's two ends and basically as in an amuse so the couples have to kind of lift up the plate and each suck the, the spaghetti and join their lips in the centre. So obviously it's not, it's not obligatory that you have to do that but it breaks the ice, people have a bit of fun and it starts to kind of get the conversation going and, and relaxes the evening as well.
0: So what foods would actually be classified as an aphrodisiac?
7: Uh, we use a lot of oysters. We um, also artichokes and asparagus are also an aphrodisiac. Um, and then some of the food is more playful. That we might do sharing plates, or we do a chocolate plate that you get your hands dirty with it. So some of it's actually quite tactile and just letting, like, bringing couples together and using their hands and sharing. And some of it's actually food that is supposed to re- release the hormones and, and hopefully give you a good evening later on, as Miles says and um, but one of the best parts is that we do a lovely sharing dessert plate and you know people kind of feed each other bits so you might have to kind of take half of a, like a, a lovely giant soft fluffy rose marshmallow and and that kind of thing and it's just it helps the conversation and it, it like it just celebrates i suppose love really as well
0: sorry did you just say Jerusalem artichokes were an aphrodisiac
7: Yeah, Jerusalem artichokes and um, basically we've kind of looked up a lot of stuff and tried to find a couple of like your staple obvious dishes and also then some, some items that aren't quite as obvious. So often we just do the artichoke sort of leaves with the dipping sauce as well. So make it, making like unusual fruit and veg a little bit sexy for the evening as well. And
0: I imagine you don't want people leaving the restaurant feeling full.
7: Well, exactly. That's it. You've got to go home with a bit of energy so we can't fill them up too much. You've obviously got a lot of great ideas. Is this from going out yourselves
0: on Valentine's night?
7: Yeah, basically, uh, in, like in the past, there's two reasons why we generally don't go out at Valentine's night. One is more often than not, Miles is actually working and cooking for other people. But when we've been off, um, we just felt it was this forced situation and restaurants get packed out and I suppose it's a busy night for them and they're really trying to maximise trade. So you know, you're know you shuffled in at half six and you have to leave your table at half eight or you're in for a late sitting at nine o'clock and um, it just feels maybe uh, like a little bit commercial. And then that the quality of the food, quite often you know, um, a lot of restaurants will run a sort of early bird type menu in order to be able to cater for the volume of people that want to come out that evening. Um, so we've just found that it's it sometimes can be inferior quality and like a little bit rushed and you maybe don't get the same attention as you would on a normal evening out or, or a midweek meal so and that's why with with our shells supper club what we do is we limit the numbers we do one one setting and that's it so it's a nice time for everyone to come out it's very relaxed there's no rush and we really put the passion into the food and then hope that some of that passion will spill over so um We've tried to just turn it around and, and have it as a really special evening.
0: And is this really open just for couples and tables of two, or uh, do you have groups as well?
7: No, yeah, we get all walks of life. We even get gangs of girls coming along, to be honest with you, and we're open to anything and everything. And I actually love seeing that, that it's not exclusively you know a couple night because I suppose if you're single or you know even even worse if you're widowed or anything like that it it can be actually kind of like a tougher evening for you so we do encourage like we get like gangs of girls that come in and just want to celebrate and celebrate the evening whether they're with somebody or not and have good food And, and that's at the center of everything we do is like fun with our menu but also like really good food
8: I'm John Conley, chocolatier and chocolate maker with Hazel Mountain Chocolates. We're located in the burn, the foothills of the mountains in County Clare on the west coast of Ireland. Valentine's Day in our chocolate factory is a really busy period. Build up to Valentine's Day takes about three weeks, uh, during which we make a lot of chocolate especially our unique chocolate which is from the bean to the bar so this morning we'll just go into our bean to bar shed and we'll make our first batch of bean to bar chocolate today so we'll just open the door now we'll go over to our stone grinder it's called a Melinger. it consists of two granite wheels on a granite base it rotates and into this we add cocoa beans and through friction and heat these cocoa beans turn into a cacao liqueur and to that I add unrefined sugarcane and after 40 hours of continual grinding we'll have our chocolate so we'll just turn on the machine so the cacao beans we're using today are from Costa Rica so we will add our first batch turn on the machine. So you just add the nibs slowly until the wheels slowly grind them bit by bit, and they begin to turn into a liquid. But really, chocolate, I think, is the true food of love. Uh, uh, it's delicacy, it looks, it smells, it tastes delicious and of course it contains a plethora of pleasure-inducing chemicals that arouse the senses without impairing Potency or physical coordination which of course is very important. Um, These natural forming chemicals in chocolate, uh, one of the the more important ones is theobromin. Um, It's found in large quantities in dark chocolate. Um, It's a gentle stimulant that as well as increasing blood flow also increases serotonin. Um, and this is a neurotransmitter associated with the feelings of love and sexual pleasure. Uh, I guess I've heard it described as a natural occurring love drug.
1: Hazel Mountain Chocolate is a rather special place deep in the heart of the Burren and no visitor to the county should miss it. Meanwhile, a little further eastwards, at High Bank Orchards in Kilkenny, Rhoda and Julie Calder Potts have put together a rather special drink for Valentine's Day. Julie tells us about it.
9: Hi Bang pink organic flamingo gin. Well, uh, we have a selection of new types of spirits apple-based spirits coming from the farm and we were looking at a different gin. So it just happened that Valentine's Day was coming up and we thought, well, what about pink gin? But it had to be natural botanicals and organic botanicals. So we've 12 botanicals in this and they are uh, over 50% of them coming from the farm. And of course, the pink color is very, very secret. Uh, flamingos, uh, flamingos are beautiful creatures. And uh, the reason we chose them was because again, Valentine's Day, when they come together, they form a beautiful heart. Uh, But not only that, I think pink gin is a beautiful mix for all all the year round for the ladies, maybe. And in crystal glasses, uh, it's absolutely gorgeous.
1: You've been listening to Takeaway, an artisan food podcast produced by John and Sally McKenna, with music by Sam McKenna. To hear more, subscribe and get details from our website, guides.ie. In the meantime, happy Valentine's.